Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glennis. And I'm Ashley. And tonight we're discussing Final Curtain, which is episode 11 from season 9 and originally aired on the 10th of January, 1993. So this episode was written by J. Michael Straczynski, who has written seven episodes, and the only one he's written that we've covered is The Wind Around the Tower, which I really like that episode. So I did too. Yeah. So Final Curtain finds us back in Cabot Cove where Seth, who's played uh, by William Wyndham, his good friend, and I guess oldest friend, David North, played by Peter Donut, has come to town. David is a world famous actor, but he's been in retirement for, I think about 10 years. And he's now coming out of retirement to put on a play in Cabot Cove, which is then gonna take off Broadway in which he's starring. The person leasing them the theater is Eve Simpson, played by Julie Adams, who ends up being one of the locals to be put in the play. Also involved is producer Jerome Mueller, played by Keen Curtis, and director Catherine Evans, played by Maureen Mueller. Also in town and in the play, actually, as well, is Sheriff Mort Metzger, played by Ron Masick. And then there's also Deputy Andy Broom, played by Lewis Hertham, but he's not in the play. So David comes in, he's a he's a whirlwind he takes Seth out and they party and he's getting everybody involved in the plan the townspeople are getting really excited and then in comes Eric Benderson played by Bradford Dillman who is David's old manager although the relationship seems a little bit frosty and also (laughs) in the mix is Lyman Taggart played by Dennis Christopher who came in for the auditions the local auditions and he seems a little bit unhinged and quite obsessed with David a little bit (laughs) can't or won't I'm sorry I'm I'm so sorry I'm sorry I know I did that too early but I it's yeah it needed to be said Megan I'm sorry I'm so sorry (laughs) uh so they're they're working on the plane play plane play and Jessica and Seth discovered the body of Eric Benderson, who has been, I think he was, he hit in the head. No, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was bludgeoned. And um, they begin unraveling the truth and various other mishaps keep happening. Uh, the uh, Eric Benderson's room catches fire. And then David North is found in his house with the gas all turned on and passed out. And Lyman Taggart, meanwhile, has been running around and so it seems like because he might be a deranged fan that he would be guilty of all this but it turns out that he was a red herring that David had actually killed Eric because years ago David had been vacationing in Cabot Cove with his friend Vincent Channing who is also an actor and Vincent wanted to go home early so David offered to drive him to the airport they get into a crash and David was driving and was drunk and Vincent died in the crash and Eric Benderson saw it all and took pictures. And so for decades, he was blackmailing David for cuts of the money he was making acting, which is why David had retired to try to get Eric off his back. And then as soon as he started acting again, Eric showed up and David had was pushed too far and had had enough. Okay, so no fun facts on this one. <laughs> But 
Cabot Cove, the play, it's all quite lighthearted until it isn't, yeah. I guess. And I was <laughs> literally so happy to see Eve Simpson. And then the first scene, I, in just a cool houndstooth outfit. Oh my God, that was oh, That pink houndstooth was so sharp on her. And then when she sees it's David North, she's just so excited. Oh, I love it. I really like this episode. I do too. It's so, yeah, I don't know. It's just something very like, I know it was, tra- it was more of like one of the tragic ones, but I really liked it. And I really liked the um, Seth and David like interactions and just seeing that side of Seth. I think in a way, like maybe not. <laughs> I don't remember, I never remember the name of the episode, but where like Seth is rolling around on the hillside or whatever. Like when his past comes back to him, yeah. sometimes those episodes don't hit as well. Like this felt very um I don't know. I really I just very well written and uh I wrote in my notes that Ashley loves a disheveled Seth. I do. So the day after he'd been out drinking all night with David North and he, his bow tie is undone and it stays undone. Too sexy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I thought, I know it's a little over the top, but I thought, I, I never know how to say his name, but the, the actor that played David North is a really good actor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is good. And it's it's fun watching, I, I, like what Ashley said, it's fun watching him interact with Seth and Seth being so like over the moon to see somebody because he's so dour sometimes that mm-hmm. it's like, he really loves Jessica. And, but he finds everything else quite, <laughs> you know, yeah. difficult. And everybody's so silly, but he really likes David and David really likes him. And it's like- it is sweet, but that's what makes it even sadder when it's like, because you're just like, oh, why didn't he just say what was going on to somebody, mm-hmm. you know, because now mm-hmm. he's going to jail anyways. Right. And Bradford Dillman, I really like as an actor also. And I like, you know, he comes in and you know, he's going to be kind of bad because he's wearing a huge <laughs> black leather jacket that seems too big for him. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, this guy's trouble. He was, yeah, he was like un, not trustworthy, I guess, mm-hmm. like from the get-go. And yeah, the coat was, it was like, it, it looked like they'd maybe like stuffed it in the middle to try to give him a bit of like, because he's not like, Bradford Dillman's not a big guy. Like it's sort mm-hmm. of, it looked weird on him a little bit. Um, I also wrote down, this is completely unrelated, that, um they showed the population sign of Cabot Cove and it's uh, 3,560. Have we talked about this before? No. no. That is tiny. Yeah. Diminishing by the day, Glynis. Right. These people keep getting not. Well, Eric Benderson's not local, is he? So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's always a lot of visitors or like a drifter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a drifter. <laughs> or those Cabot Cove High students coming back from college. Oh, God. Panigans. 3,500? That's small. That's so tiny. So she knows everyone. Yeah. And I love the scene where Jessica answers the phone and it's 
Eve telling her, I guess, that David North is there. And she says, she's making sounds only a squirrel can understand. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I mean, everyone was so excited. Well, I think that was also kind of sad about it. It's like they were so excited about the play and the play isn't going to happen now because David is, although let's be real, the play sounded like pretty <laughs> upsetting. It's like, oh, it's about one man's descent, descent into madness. It's like, uh-huh. eh? oh. And when they're doing the run through, um, oh, I'm trying to find the line. Oh, they're, when they're doing the run <laughs> Run through one of the lines is there's a character waiting at the front gate, something about a coffin. You're like, what play is this? (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's going to be on Broadway, Megan. You're right. Isn't it called And Wept a Stranger? No. I wrote down a title. That sounds like an Uncle Eugene original. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Uncle Eugene did write it. He's like, he loves that kind of like psychological upsetting. <laughs> and wept a stranger. <laughs> oh yeah. God. I mean, look, I would I would go watch that. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it'd be good. But yeah, it was, um, I thought it was very sweet. They were casting locals to play the like extra parts. That was nice. I'm assuming that was to save money or whatever. And also poor old Catherine had invested her savings now in this thing that I guess isn't happening. Maybe there's insurance. I don't know. Cause yeah, then she's obviously in on it with Jessica when they're doing the read through at the very end when Jessica calls him out. Right. I know. I that part I'm like, well, maybe there's some kind of insurance. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, she didn't seem that worried about it. And she also like, not only was she in on it, she was like flipping the light switch to get the like UV <laughs> yeah. light painting to show up and is like it's pretty I mean, that was wild. Yeah. I love the newfangled kind of paint that only shows up under under black light or whatever. <laughs> I love it. Wildfire <laughs> painting. Oh. That's what there is. Wildfire lighting. That's what it was. I thought it looked cool. I did too. And I thought, yeah, no, I I thought that was all. But yeah. then, okay, so I have a question about that. So when he flips the switch himself and sees the blacklit mm-hmm. painting, but that's before he's murdered the guy, right? I think he's just having an introspective moment because he yeah. misses his he misses his buddy because his life's been ruined by this man. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, this is like, uh, yeah, the blackmailer then gets it. I mean, that's I like also just like if he told somebody about this before, he would have saved himself all of this hassle, all of these yeah. years um yeah i had a a random question why does seth drive a station wagon (laughs) (laughs) with the wood paneling yeah i mean it's a great car i'm just wondering why he needs it yeah i'm unclear but i love he might be um to the hospital yeah i was gonna say yeah i love that station wagon 
I do too. And I also love this scene. Okay, so then I wondered if they were back at the inn from the last episode we did, if that's where their dinner was. Yeah. But <laughs> when Lyman Taggart shows up and they all, he I don't know how old he is. We'll find out in AJ, nothing but a number. But then these older gentlemen are all going to take him down and they pan across to them. <laughs> You're like, all right, let's go. But they need. I guess it's a numbers game, right? Yeah. <laughs> they needed, like Howard Keel behind them to like throw some, right? Just a little weight behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, at yeah. that point, you're kind of like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah Peter, Peter, and Seth, sorry, David and Seth might not. I mean, it, it's definitely it starts off super light. And then it kind of starts, you know, he's getting more upset about stuff and you're not really sure what's going on. And then Eric shows up and the, that's bad. But then Lyman's there and that's bad. And uh, and he's trying to get Jessica to talk to, <laughs> to David to convince him that he's not, you know, stalking him, even though he is stalking him. And it's like, oh God, okay. Yeah, the Lyman Taggart stuff I could have, done without is I mean I know that yeah. he is there as a you know as a as a red herring but it's it's just, <gasps> yeah. yes it takes the pitch up to like because it, it sort of amps things up like considerably because Eric Benderson is almost like a non-character right yeah. because he's so in the background and you you know, it's not until you rewatch it knowing that he's bad that you kind of realize like, oh, he's sort of insinuated himself in all these places and he's sort of listening to all these people and he's, you know, he is bad news. But it's like when you watch it the first time, I'm not sure you'd like pick up on that as much, mm -hmm. except that it, it seems all a bit frosty. But I kind of always feel bad for Seth because I feel like... Yeah. He does end up with these people in his life that just like, you know, things aren't good for them. And then Seth like wants to help, but they won't let him help. And it's right. like, yeah, it was, it was sad because <laughs> he was like, oh, they had been friends forever and they'd gone to school together. I think the thing I got caught up on this is that I didn't realize how long between the accident and then when he retired that there'd been many years of him paying the blackmail, right? So I was gonna ask that, when are we, cause the car looked old and the picture right. looked old. And he so said he retired, I caught this the second time around, he retired okay. 10 years ago. So like, I think he kept working and kept paying Benderson and then finally retired. So he would have to stop paying him. Although why Benderson couldn't have gone after him in England, I don't know. Mm -hmm. mm. Well, I guess if he was, what he it sounded like, what he was doing was taking off a percentage of the earnings. Mm -hmm. So if he oh. wasn't earning any money, like maybe it would look too weird. But it's like, I mean, also you're like Benderson, like I don't know. Get yeah, haven't you made? Because oh, okay, this episode came out in what 1993, and so yeah. if he retired in '83. The accident looked like I don't know fifties or sixties. Mm -hmm. so yeah, he would have made a lot of money, but like blackmailing him, <laughs> which is really dark, obviously. But yeah, that because I think the first go around, I thought that he 
like retired right away and that he hadn't seen Seth in forever. But I guess he still came to Cabot Cove even after. Mm. Mm. And was he going to Cabot Cove, do you think, to see Seth, but also because it was a quiet place and he didn't think Benderson would find him there? Oh, for the redo? Yeah. Yeah. I know it that part is dark because you're right it is there are funny parts like when the couple behind them is talking during the (laughs) and then set I mean more yells out do you mind and then they're like oh you're perfect (laughs) (laughs) and he dies in the first act I know that was so good Oh yeah, I was going to talk about this. You know the bit at the beginning where she's um, having more be the stand-in so she can get the trajectory right on the bullet. Oh yeah, for her book, and it's like, <laughs> it's like why, why is, does Mort have to have like three buttons undone on his shirt to like be there yeah. enough for Jessica? <laughs> also, that string stays up in her house for the entirety of the episode. <laughs> remember it's on correctly. the last 10 pages of her book man oh, that's right that's right so i because i mixed that up with the last one i thought that she was on the last 10 pages in the last episode we reviewed but it's right. this one no yeah. yeah so this is the one also yeah. what's mort short or mortimer mortimer metzger yeah Mortimer Metzger. I mean, it's about <laughs> it's a mouthful. Not like doesn't roll off the tongue like Wayne Metzger. You know. Oh yeah, Wayne. Metzger. I love that we brought up Wayne Metzger so many times. The time Glynis watches that episode, <laughs> but she's already. I guess she's already seen Wayne Metzger because he was in Glynis. He was in the opera one. He plays the conductor that likes. Mm-hmm. Um. Andrea. Thank you. I was like, was it Ariella? Like, well, Andrea Bowman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill you, Andrea Bowman. <laughs> that guy that played her bad husband is in the season that I'm watching right now of Bosch. And I was like, I know this guy. What's he from? And then really? I really. Yep, yep, yep. You want to hear a fun fact? Sure. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Dennis Christopher was in a film with glennis o'connor who mm. i am named after there you go what movie california dreaming <laughs> the smash <That's> familiar <laughs> she well she's more known for the film uh bubble boy boy in the plastic bubble with john travolta okay yeah oh, yep, she wasn't yep. glennis o'connor in um mary poppins no, that's Glennis no, that's Glennis Johns. Glennis Johns. Glennis O'Connor was also in a movie with Robbie Benson when they were like really young in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Robbie Benson, who would then go on to be the voice of the Beast in, in Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, it's unrelated, but I had a question. So he, when Seth gets drunk with David we don't see it which is actually such a shame I could have done a whole <laughs> with Seth and David just like drinking in the bar because you know Eve Simpson was probably there and like some other people and they're like we hit every bar in town it's like how many are there the lighthouse motel probably has a bar <laughs> I just love that he was hung over oh, I did too it was so good and she was like kind of judgy but not too bad and she was just making him breakfast yeah 
I know. And then she put the glass down. He's like, soft, please. Just yeah. <laughs> so like too loud. <laughs> well, I think she was like pleased for him that his friend was there because it was obviously somebody that he really liked. And I guess if his relationship with his brother Richard was you know, All difficult. Right. It was fraught. There's one where they go. I know I've mentioned this one before where they go to the South. Do you remember Megan to visit his cousin that oh, also yeah. has white hair? And it's like the special flower they're growing yes. in the in the greenhouse that makes the special for the yeah. perfume. Yeah. 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 And everyone's after it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous, but amazing. <laughs> I mean, Seth is so great. It's just this one is is is, is, is tinged with sadness because you just like you know this guy I don't know it's to me it's just like annoying that it couldn't have been resolved in a different yeah. way because you you don't really I mean I love Bradford Dillman and I thought he did a great job but it's like okay Eric Benderson doesn't seem like the greatest guy it would have been nice if it wasn't like Seth's BFF from yeah from school. Yeah. No. it was sad well, and I liked the. I thought the scene where Seth is kind of giving him a pep talk, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and just trying to get him. I just thought that was just so sweet and so touching. It's such I a know. good scene. I thought I yeah. when he says, I mean, they get like David had some great lines. There's a part where he says, "You make me wish we were talking about the same thing." Uh huh. I was like. <laughs> so sad. Well, and it was yeah. I think we talked about this a little bit. But like, just so weird to have the juxtaposition of like that sweet side and then the other dude, you know, yelling after Jessica. Can't or won't. <laughs> Can't or won't, Mrs. Fletcher. Won't got free will. God, yeah. I have to say, like, I understand they were likely trying to balance it to make it not super heavy, but I wish it had just been sort of a kooky, maybe watching, like, the people from Loretta's, like, audition for roles or something to balance it out. But this guy wasn't it. It actually just added, like, a weird, I just, the character just, I don't know. Maybe someone kooky from Bangor, but... Well, no, and how did he end up in a Tascadero, which is in California? I mean, it's a, I don't know what the, but it's a psychiatric hospital, uh-huh. but like, but it's like a, a prison, I think. Oh, okay. It's oh, sec- right. It's a secure site. Right. He says, oh, at a Tascadero, they teach you about free, that we all have free will. So he came a long way from California oh, to Maine. But then he says, oh, I drove a hundred miles. I was like, that's not that far. But what, I mean, <laughs> to me, whatever, but it was like. Yeah, well, I don't, I didn't really, I wish that character hadn't, hadn't been in it. Yeah, or written differently, maybe. Like, written, like, kind of kooky, like, just a kooky guy, like. Yeah. There have been characters where the person has appeared kind of kooky and keeps popping up, but not in an aggressive, kind of threatening, like, uh, unsafe way which I feel like this guy was bordering on and it kind of just made it funny I don't know I didn't like and it and then there's no resolution you're like where did he go yeah <laughs> he seemed totally fine to be <laughs> sort of let back into the world I I uh I agree with you Ashley because also when they're doing the auditions and he's bad 
it's like, you know, right away, there's something not right there. So you can't even really laugh at the fact that he's bad at the mm-hmm. audition because you're just like waiting for him to kind of go off on one. And it, yeah. it kind of makes it tense rather than funny. And so it's like, cause you're right. If it had been Loretta up there, somebody else just like flubbing the lines, you know, it's like, that would have been funny because right. Just, right. Bad thing ideal Malloy. I was just going to say ideal Malloy. <laughs> like someone singing and they can't sing. And those women know how to like not take themselves so seriously. And they're kind of making fun of each other, but in a lighthearted way. And this felt like, oh, that guy's not fit for this role. And no one wants to tell him because he seems unstable. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Although I thought they all handled it so well. She's just like, yeah. we're done. You know, like that's it. And he's like, and David's like, you need, you know, just got to take this one on the chin. It's, you know, just one of those things. And everybody's so calm and you're like, oh God, this person is about to like go off the rails here. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, he did. And he did. And then he shouts at Jessica. And then he's like, all I want to do is apologize. And you're like, oh God, this is so <laughs> intense. And you're right, Megan. <laughs> they just are like, he didn't do it. So I guess they can't really hold him for anything. Although he did threaten people. And we did he light the his, the motel room on fire? No, David did that. David did. Oh, he he explained it as an attempted suicide, I think, right? Didn't he? David's found in the room as an attempted suicide, but then did he light the fire? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was trying to destroy the pictures and he didn't know where Eric had put the pictures. So he just torched the room. And when that poor (laughs) motel owner opened the door and backdraft burst out the like that's quite a fire that's gonna take out the whole building like i mean that's what i do when i can't find stuff it's just like <laughs> burn it on fire. yeah <laughs> <laughs> you, okay you know how um spoilers for this but like recently on uh drag race angela bassett was was mm-hmm. on as a guest appearance and mark was like where do i know her from i was like uh, like first of all every movie ever made Mm -hmm. she's been in but also it's like the most famous image of her is probably that scene where she's torching her husband's car after she finds out he's been cheating on her and waiting to exhale and she's smoking the cigarette Mm -hmm. when she's walking away and it's like, that's the scene, like, right? Or you just like, yep. that's what I imagine Megan doing when she can't find something. <laughs> One time, <laughs> as a family, like with our parents, me and our brother and my sisters that are on this podcast, we were all staying in a hotel. And my friend who lived in the area was said she'd going to come by and get dinner with us. I was like, okay, come to the hotel room first and then we'll go. And so she did. And she said that I basically didn't even get up to say hi to her I maybe let her in but then we would all four of us were watching waiting to exhale on TV. <laughs> and, like no one talked to her and I was like I'm so sorry <laughs> yeah we were in La Jolla I, I was just I like oh hey and then I was like, gotta see how this one works out we got to know if Loretta Devine ends up with that guy. Yeah, um, <laughs> Gregory Hines. Gregory Hines, that's right. Yeah. 
I think about that often. So it's like, I kind of, I remember we had a really good dinner, but I forgot that part. I was like, that feels on brand. Yeah. It's like, we just gotta, we just gotta watch the rest of this movie. <laughs> no, that was like, um, I, when you mentioned that about lighting things on fire, it's like, if I have an exchange at work with an email or something and it is, I usually just, if I'm relaying it to someone and then I say, and I lit my desk on fire and walked away because I don't know what else to do at this point, but burn everything to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a great tactic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, though. <laughs> yeah. There's just nothing left to do. Yeah. Mark was saying, he's like, oh, I don't know waiting to exhale. And I was like, oh, right. Okay. Maybe it wasn't as popular out here. I was like, so I was going through the laundry list of movies she was in. And then I was like, oh, and um, how Stella got her groove back. And Mark went, oh, yeah, I definitely know that one. <laughs> I've seen that one. I was like, big Tay Jinks fan art. <laughs> I mean, I love that movie too. It's so funny the movies that like. <laughs> Right. make it out here like you know because I told you right that he hadn't ever heard of uh who's the boss and I was like that is insane to me but like meanwhile no offense to our British listeners but like dad's army is just comedy gold in the UK there also was this show I think British shows like like focusing on older people sometimes like obviously not all the time there was a show out here called The Last of the Summer Wine. Okay. It's about like septuagenarian and octogenarians like getting into scrapes. Like that's what the show's about. It's like they're like running around this town in Yorkshire getting into scrapes. <laughs> Wait, that's like that show Waiting for God? It probably, yeah, that sounds like, you know, and they would have like, yeah. Anyways. And Mark was like, oh, yeah, it's a big, you know, with Nora Batty was the, like, main female character. She's always hitting one of the guys with a broom. You're like, I yeah. don't, yeah. But Peter, Peter Donat, or however you say his name, he's not English, is he? Canadian, I think, isn't oh. he? Because he did, I feel like he, like, vaguely had an English accent, no? Or, like, a light? English accent yeah I mean if I was guessing I would have thought he was English especially because it's confusing because the other episode with the like older actors returning to Cabot Cove that guy is English isn't he oh right I was trying to figure out what else I know him from and I want to say it's just X-Files but well and also he was in from Russia with blood so we've only just uh, yeah. seen an episode with uh, him yeah. in it. But yeah, I know him mostly from X-Files. Okay. Which is true of a lot of people. Like, yeah. um, what's his name? Skinner. Such a monster. Which one was from Russia with Blood? The one where they go to Russia. Oh, where they go to <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking of the one with the guy that's like worse than a Jonathan. And I was like, I don't remember him being in that. But now, of course, like that. Yeah. No, I mean, it's famed because we found out that Glynis was a smed head yeah, watching that episode. <laughs> well, yes, that's right, Megan. We were then told off for being dismissive of Glynis's. Yeah, we were uh, told taste we couldn't make that. fun of Glynis for liking Adrian Zamed. <laughs> for the record, he was cute in that episode and he had lovely glasses. Oh, yeah. I see, you know, backtracking on what you said. <laughs> you're right. You're oh, right. Take it all back. Too little, too late. To think about it. 
<laughs> uh, should we go through the beats? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, episode beats. Thunder weather. No. Uh, secret doors closet hiding. We have Jessica off stage. And secret paint. Well, and wasn't Benderson spying on him when he turned on the lights and looked at the. It was somebody, I thought it was the young actor that was watching him do that, but then that ended up kind of not being anything. Yeah. The young actor whose big break was coming up from this play in Cabot Cove. Well, and he's like, he's stubborn, strong-willed, and doesn't like to work. Or like something like that. It's like, great. This guy sounds amazing. You're like, I feel attacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I felt attacked. i also love that that guy kept walking around with like a book just like he's like i'm an intellectual i carry a book but it wasn't Mm -hmm. one of jessica's books so Mm -mm. get out of here it was and the hangman sang or whatever the night the hangman (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was the novelization of what's the play called and Um, the weep for me stranger something like that i wrote it hold on (laughs) <laughs> and wept and wept a stranger and wept a stranger i mean that is just literally a collection of words like yeah. it doesn't make any sense uh poisoning bludgeoning we had vincent was in a car accident that's the friend that died and eric was bludgeoned phone wire cut no she's shaking no window people i mean god i was really 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 trying to find one the closest i could get was this is such a cheat but Seth looking out the station wagon window. That's what I was going to say. I was like, that, that's a decent yeah. peep. It's a bit of a peep. No, because there wasn't any from inside the car. I don't think. I think it was just an external shot. Yeah. We didn't see what he was seeing. Right. So. But we saw him looking. Yeah, that's, you're right. <laughs> I think we've just written a poem or something there. <laughs> I think I did too. <laughs> uh fake name id no the fuzz cop cork and cop chemistry don't apply because it's more businessy business theater mm-hmm. yep yep age ain't nothing but a number eve simpson 67 seth has it 70 the director Catherine, i could not get an age on her so i actually don't know how old she was mort metzger was 57 and andy broom was 37 uh jerome mueller who is the producer was 70 David North was 65, Eric Benderson was 63, and Lyman Taggart was 38. Okay. Okay. They don't say how old that guy that was playing the other actor was, do they? No. The deceased guy? The guy that was like, this was his big break. Oh, I don't know. They probably did. Wait, let me, hold on. In his 40s. But that's just a guess. That's just a guess. (laughs) you can have your big break at any age no you're right i'm sorry you're right (laughs) no i'm just teasing you here we go let me just bring it up uh does anyone know what his name was no no idea oh this isn't like part of the beats but when when i watched with suzanne and glennis there was a part where mort carries david north out of the motel room yeah. and glennis was like no way 
Well, he just like flopped him over his shoulder. I was like, you know, and his hat fell off. Everyone stays at the lighthouse motel, and the bedding in there was so nice. <laughs> <laughs> the lighthouse motel that didn't know that half their building was on fire until just right, 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 knocked right, on their right, door. Right, right. <laughs> I thought it was the lighthouse. <laughs> So the Jonathan scale, I don't really think there was a Jonathan here. No. Mm-mm. No. My money would be on that actor, but we don't know. We didn't <laughs> we know don't. him. But th- from the description, like David's description of him, seems like he would have been a Jonathan. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he would have been pitch perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three out of five Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, petite feet no smooches no familial ties no eyes closed head shake i mean i don't think so he makes a no but she fell as she was asleep at the end so her eyes were closed <laughs> yeah and she makes a face when Ly- lyman taggart shows up and like benderson basically like goes crazy and throws him out yeah he makes a face that's it's not eyes closed head shake exactly but it's kind of like what are you doing? Right, right, right. Okay, fave outfit, worst outfit. Megan, why do you start us off on fave outfit, worst okay, outfit? Okay. Even worse. Okay, hang on. Gotta go. Oh, Jessica wore a red pantsuit with like a black shirt underneath, but then around the collar was black and red, and it was so good. Okay, then Jessica <laughs> wore this jacket that I really couldn't decide if I loved it or hated it. I'm trying mm. to think how to describe it. It's like, it was like purple and green and maybe gray. Mm. Um, and then with like a grayish silk shirt underneath. And I was like, do I like this or <laughs> not? Um, I don't know. I'm not really sure I had a worse because I just wasn't sure about that jacket. Okay. The bedding. Yeah, the bed. You know what? You're right. The bedding. (laughs) The bedding. Glynis, what about you? Lots of thoughts. Um, (laughs) Oh, no. So that jacket that Megan was describing, I described it as Jessica's weird feather pattern jacket. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like feathers. I, I did not care for that. I think she had it with like an olive silk shirt. She also doubled down on the olive this episode and wore an olive pant and turtleneck with a royal blue vest, sweater vest. And that, it really shocked me to my core. But (laughs) I had a lot of favorites as well. Um, Eve's purple and black uh, houndstooth jacket. Yeah. The Catherine's hair and her dangly earrings mm-hmm. really like that mm-hmm. um jessica's red pantsuit and black and red shirt and then at the end jessica wore this amazing gray suit with a blue silk shirt mm-hmm. and that was really spicy <laughs> okay ashley what about you um my top two were eve's houndstooth outfit in the beginning and then um Catherine's black blazer white blouse hair and the earrings and then her earrings throughout she wore some really cute geometric or like kind of sculptural dangly earrings throughout that I really liked okay uh yeah my worst outfit uh JB's brown I called it a tapestry jacket 
Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Uh, Faye outfits, yeah. Eve Simpson's uh, purple hounds, houndstooth jacket. And yeah, like everything Catherine wore. Mm-hmm. She looked hot as heck. Yeah, she was. I mean, everything, those dangly earrings, but it was like, it's because she's so like stunning and the hair uh-huh. is so cool. And then everything looks good on her. And her, those dangly earrings, I thought, like to rip them out of her. <laughs> she was she carried herself in a very elegant way even at the end where she's literally getting a guy to admit to the to the murder he's committed she's just like so calm and just yeah yeah collected okay biggest hunk glennis i'm gonna go with Catherine. okay mm. ashley yeah, I was going to go with Catherine or David. Okay. Megan? So traditionally, I would go Bradford Dillman, but he's kind of bad in this. But I thought he looked really good, and I wasn't mad at that. <laughs> you know what? He's my biggest hunk. I'll just, I'll just leave it. I'll say Catherine is my biggest hunk. I thought she was very beautiful. Um, okay. J.B. Burns. Ashley. I thought I had something written down. I mean, Seth saying he hit every bar in town. Oh, I mean, the one that we've said before, can't or won't. (laughs) (laughs) Can't or won't. The drama in it is just... Now, I have to say, I do love that actor in Breaking Away. I think that's a great film, and I think people should just take a little gander at it. Um, But this wasn't my favorite. Anyway, with him. That's all. Okay, Glennis, what about you? Uh, yeah, also had can't or won't. Um, <laughs> can't or won't. Everybody wrote that yeah, down. I wrote that, yeah, I wrote that as well. And then I think more <laughs> said, "Can someone tell me when I became God's personal pinata?" Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Or it was on a roll. I love that. <laughs> I think it was in reference to like everyone using him as like sort of the stunt double for potential <laughs> crimes and he's like I don't like that <laughs> Megan what about you um I mean I thought David had a lot of good not lines sorry um but also oh my gosh I just lost oh when um <laughs> when he essentially kind of barges into a patient's room when Seth is seeing the patient which you're like are you allowed to do that? I mean, he knocked on the door and Seth let him in, but as he's leaving, he says, oh, it's nice to see you have a few surviving patients. <laughs> so I like that. Oh, and Seth, David and Jessica are getting pretty chummy and Seth says, oh, it's getting a bit thick around here, isn't it? And then, I mean, David had some like sad lines that I noted when he says, the hard part at my age is that there's no one left to play with. I was like, Ooh. Yeah, that is sad. I and then when she's stuff. like reading the fake play and it's like two two friends, close as blood, separated by death. When she's like drawing them out. I don't know. Was... The new pages were beautiful. Yeah, they were lovely. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That was so, it was, that was good. Yeah. Um, I yeah I really like David's line I just liked the back and forth between Seth and Jessica when he was hung over he said why does my tongue feel like outdoor carboning she says 
you're the doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. And I also liked um, when he says, says, who said anything was wrong? And Jessica says, your face. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was very good. Um, Okay, fave guest star. Megan, what do you think? Peter Donut. How yeah, I thought he was fantastic. Okay, Glynis. Uh, same. Ashley. Same. Yeah, me too. Same. Does anyone know what the film David was in that Dennis Christopher kept saying? Was it Martyr to Camavera or something like that? I don't know. <laughs> it sounded like he'd said it a few different times in a few different ways. And I'm like, what movie is this? <laughs> okay, Glynis's guess. Glynis, who did you guess? Do you remember? The producer. Oh, yeah. Catherine. No. Oh, the bald guy. The old man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. clearly i my memory is tight. <laughs> uh, he wasn't like <laughs> <old man. laughs> for the record he's the oldest man in this Hi, episode uh, you can you just say the, the bald guy <laughs> um yeah, oh, wow. I clearly put a lot of thought into that. I but I was wrong. Okay. okay. You had the last one, right? Yeah. Fave moment, overall ranking. Now, what do we think Glennis is made of final curtain? <laughs> that is the question to really it's going to involve some you know soul searching i think she gave it a seven i'm just like going wild card here whoa okay ashley what do you think a five (laughs) see i was gonna say three (laughs) i just i didn't get a lot back when we were watching it she likes the outfits not the last episode but the last like six before that i guess six every time so i'm just you know what i'm getting wild (laughs) when this one she put I feel very seen by Ashley. Five. All right. Wow. I'm psychic. (laughs) You nailed it, Ashley. What What was your favorite moment, Glennis? What was my favorite moment? Um, the bald guy. The old bald guy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, can't or won't definitely has to. Oh God, can't or won't. I was like, oh, maybe, okay, maybe he's sort of understood the error of his ways, and he's like, I just wanted to apologize, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, like, I can't help you, and he's like, can't or won't, and he's like, we've all got willpower, <laughs> and that was just a wild ride, and then just Jessica not even acknowledging the meltdown, just keeping on walking. She's like, we're done here. <laughs> I am not entertaining this. Ashley, what do you think? Fave moment overall ranking. Um, my fave moment was probably with Seth and David when he's giving them a pep when he's Seth is giving David a pep talk. Um, and that line that Megan read that was so sad. It was like, it makes me wish we're talking about the same thing. Ah! Um, and I'd say nine. I really like this episode a lot. Oh wow! Okay, 
I know. Megan, surprise well, myself. I, yeah, I'm <laughs> also giving it a nine because I'm going to stop dinging things uh, for being too sad. I think it's a really well acted episode. Mm-hmm. My actual only knock against it is like the Lyman Taggart stuff is like rough for a couple reasons, but otherwise I think it's a really well acted episode and I really like it and there's twists and turns. So yeah, I'm going to go nine. Favorite moment. Oh, so many. Maybe when like the three guys are gonna like beat up. Oh no, this sounds wrong. All the the dinner scene. Okay. Where was Lou Caramides? <laughs> yeah, where's like a casino evening yeah, that they've all been promised? Um, I will give this one. I think a seven. Um, I know, I know I shouldn't, I'm not trying to ding it cause it's too sad. It's just like, I, I sort of, yeah, well, I sort of go by the ones I like watching and it's not that I don't like watching this one. It's just that it's probably not like my favorite to rewatch mm-hmm. as it were, but seven's not a bad, uh, score. Um, and then my favorite moment is the beginning when, uh, David North shows up at Seth's office. I thought yeah. that was very sweet. Right. Yeah. Um, and I guess also the bit where he gets more to be in the play. I think that's really fun. And the like sort of uplifting music of like, Oh, everybody's in the play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, does anybody else have anything they want to add before we close out? All right. Well, thank you so much for listening and we hope you'll listen again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.